0: chapter 1 of the love affairs of pixie this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by judy mason the love affairs of pixie by mrs george D. vesey the question of noses when pixie o'shaughnessy had reached her 20th birthday it was borne in upon her with the nature of a shock that she was not beautiful hitherto a buoyant and innocent self-satisfaction coupled with the atmosphere of love and admiration by which she was surrounded in the family circle had succeeded in blinding her eyes to the very obvious defects of feature which the mirror portrayed but suddenly sharply her eyes were opened did it ever occur to you bridgie my dear that i've grown up plain she demanded of her sister mrs victor as the two sat by the fire one winter afternoon partaking luxuriously of strong tea and potato cakes and at the sound of such a surprising question mrs victor started as if a crack of thunder had suddenly pealed through the quiet room she stared in amazement her big grey eyes widened dramatically my good child she demanded sternly whatever made you think of asking such a preposterous question twas borne in on me sighed pixie sadly it's the way with life Ye go jog trotting along blind and cheerful until suddenly ye you bang your head against a wall and your eyes are opened twas the same with me i looked at myself every day but i never saw habit my dear blindfolded me like a bandage and looking at good-looking people all day long it seemed only natural that i should look nice too but this morning the sun shone and i stood before the glass twisting about to try on my new hat and bridgie the truth was revealed my nose what's the matter with your nose demanded mrs victor her own sweet delicately cut face was flushed with anger and she sat with stiffened back staring across the fireplace as if demanding compensation for a personal injury pixie sighed and helped herself to another slice of potato cake "It scoops she said plaintively as you love me bridgie can you deny its scoops and as if to illustrate the truth of her words she twisted her head so as to present her little profile for her sister's inspection truly it was not a classic outline sketched in bare outline it would have lacerated an artist's eye but then more things than line go to the making up of a girlish face there is youth for instance and a blooming complexion there is vivacity and sweetness and an intangible something which for want of a better name we call charm mrs victor beheld all these attributes in her sister's face and her eyes softened as they looked but her voice was still resentful of course it scoops it always did scoop i like it to scoop i like them straight persisted pixie and it isn't as if it stopped at the nose there's my mouth bridgie's laugh had a tender reminiscent ring (laughs) the mammoth cave of kentucky do you remember the major's old name he was proud of your mouth and you had no chin as a child you ought to be thankful pixie that you've grown to a chin i am cried pixie with unction it would be awful to slope down into your neck all the same me dear if it was my eyes that were bigger and my mouth that was smaller it would be better for all concerned she was silent for some moments staring thoughtfully in the fire from time to time she frowned and from time to time she smiled bridgie divined that a thought was working and lay back in her seat amusedly watching its development there's a place in paris continued pixie thoughtfully at last an institute sort of place where they repair noses you sort of go in and they look at you and there are models and drawings and you choose your nose the manager is an expert and if you choose a wrong style he advises and says another would suit you better i'd love a greek one myself it's so chic to float down straight from the forehead but i expect he'd advise a blend that wouldn't look too with my other features it takes a fortnight and it doesn't hurt your nose is gelatine not bone and it costs fifty pounds wicked waste cried mrs victor with all the fervour of a matron whose own nose is beyond reproach fifty pounds on a nose i never heard of such foolish extravagance esmeralda paid eighty for a sealskin coat a nose would last for life while if a single moth got inside the brown paper pixie waved her hands with the frenchiness of gesture which was the outcome of an education abroad and which made an amusing contrast with an irish accent unusually pronounced i'd think nothing of running over to paris for a fortnight's jaunt and having the nose thrown in fancy me walking in on you all before you'd well realised i was away smart and smiling with a profile like clytie or a sweet little aquiline or a neat and wavy one like your own you wouldn't know me i shouldn't said bridgie eloquently now let's pretend pixie hitched her chair nearer to the fire and placed her little feet on the fender with an air of intense enjoyment in truth tea-time and the opportunity which it gave of undisturbed parleys with bridgie ranked as one of the great occasions of life every day there seemed to be something fresh and exciting to discuss and the game of pretend made unfailing appeal to the happy irish natures but it was not often that such an original and thrilling topic came under discussion a repaired nose pixie warmed to the theme with the zest of a skilled raconteur you'd be sitting here and i'd walk in in my hat and veil a new-fashioned squiggly veil as a sort of screen we'd kiss if it was a long kiss you'd feel the point being accustomed to a button and that would give it away but i'd make it short so you'd notice nothing and i'd sit down with my back to the light and we'd talk take off your hat you'd say in a moment i'd answer not yet me dear my hair's untidy you look like a visitor you'd say with your veil drawn down it's a french one i'd say it becomes me doesn't it three francs fifty and you'd frown and stare and say does it i don't know you look different pixie you don't look yourself the real pixie gurgled with enjoyment and bridgie victor gurgled in response then i'd protest and ask what was the matter and say if there was anything it must be the veil and if there was a change wasn't it honestly for the better and i'd push up my veil and smile at you smile languidly across the room i can see your face poor darling all scared and starry while i turned round slowly slowly until i was sideways towards you with me elegant grecian nose bridgie shuddered Ooh, i'd not live through it it would break my heart with a grecian nose you might be patricia but you couldn't possibly be pixie it's too horrible to think of but pixie had in her nature a reserve of obstinacy and in absolutely good-natured fashion could hang on to a point through any amount of discouragement now since you mention it that's another argument in my favour she said quickly it's hard on a girl of twenty to be bereft of her legal name because of incompatibility with her features now with a grecian nose bridgie sat up suddenly and cleared her throat the time had come to remember her own position as married sister and guardian and put a stop to frivolous imaginings may i ask she demanded clearly exactly in what manner you would propose to raise the fifty pounds your nose is your own to do what you like with or will be at the end of another year but-the fifty pounds isn't i know it said pixie she did not sigh as would have seemed appropriate at such a moment but exhibited rather a cheerful and gratified air as though her own poverty were an amusing peculiarity which added to the list of her attractions of course my dear nobody ever dreamt for a moment it could be done but it's always interesting to pretend don't we amuse ourselves for hours pretending to be millionaires when you're all of a flutter about eighteen pence extra in the laundry bill i wonder at you bridgie pretending to be practical i'm sorry said bridgie humbly A pang of conscience pierced her heart, for had it not been her own extravagance which had swelled the laundry bill by that terrible eighteen-pence, penitence engendered a more tender spirit, and she said gently, "'We love your looks, Pixie. To us you seem lovely and beautiful.' "'Bless your blind eyes, I know I do, but,' added Pixie, astonishingly, "'I wasn't thinking of you.' "'Not!' a moment followed of sheer gaping surprise for bridgie victor was so accustomed to the devotion of her younger sister so placidly assured that the quiet family life furnished the girl with everything necessary for her happiness that the suggestion of an outside interest came as a shock not she repeated blankly then-then who my lovers replied Pixie calmly and looking back through the years it always seemed to Bridgie Victor that with the utterance of those words the life of Pixie O'Shaughnessy entered upon a new and absorbing phase End of chapter one